Have you heard the amazing story about the world-renowned rabbi who left a sealed message to be opened a year after his death? He said the Messiah had appeared to him and that the message would contain the Messiah's identity. And when the message was opened, it shocked the Orthodox Jewish world. So much so, in fact, that they have tried to keep it quiet ever since. Our guest today is the author of a book about the rabbi, and he will reveal the rabbi's message to you. Stay tuned. Lamb and Lion Ministries presents Christ in Prophecy, a program that focuses on the fundamentals of Bible prophecy, showing how current events in the news relate to biblical predictions of end-time events and the soon return of Jesus. Now, here's your host, Dr. David Reagan. Greetings in the name of Jesus, our blessed hope, and welcome to Christ in Prophecy. My co-host, Nathan Jones, and I have as our special guest a dear friend and pastor from Florida named Carl Gallops. Carl has been on our program before for the purpose of discussing his best-selling book called The Magic Man in the Sky. That book is the best defense of the existence of God that I have ever read. And now Carl has a new book out called The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. And it is an absolutely fascinating story. And Carl tells the story in the manner of an investigative reporter. Carl, welcome back to Christ in Prophecy. Thank you, Dave. It's yeah. my great honor to be here. Amen. It's great to have you here. Nathan, God bless you. Oh, you too, man. Hey, I really enjoyed your first book, The Magic Man in the Sky, and I equally enjoyed The Rabbi Who Found Messiah about Rabbi Yitzhak Kaduri. Yeah. Now, can you tell us a little, why is he important? Why should anyone read this book? What yeah. a little about him. This too, is, yeah, well, this is an amazing story, and he's an amazing man. Uh, when he died in 2006, he was 108 years old, <laughs> by, by best estimation. Some estimates have him at 116. So between 108 to 116 years of age. In other words, they don't know exactly the year of his birth, but it was in the late 1800s. So his life spanned a part of the 1800s, all of the 1900s, and a good chunk of the early 2000s. An amazing figure, born and raised in what's now modern-day Iraq, but migrated as a young man uh, with his young family to the area which was then called Palestine. So he was in the land of Israel before, be- before it was Israel. Oh, okay. Yeah, but wasn't so, he a child prodigy? Well, he was a child prodigy. As a matter of fact, he, you know, is steeped, of course, in Orthodox Judaism. Also uh, steeped in the practice of Kabbalah, yes. and as uh, which is the mystical aspect, the mystical interpretation of scriptures, looking for hidden mysteries, etc. Um, and and he sat under uh, the the teaching and tutelage of some of the most famous, and some of them actually, or one or one, uh, actually prayed over him that he yes. would uh, meet the Messiah. Or something yes, but like that? when he was between thirteen or sixteen years of age, he, was, uh, he had a prophecy pronounced over him in, a, in Iraq uh, that he would live to see the Messiah. Okay, yes. And uh, so, of course, that was a big part of his life. Well, when he, when he came to Israel, then he lived through World War I and World War II, and then, of course, the, 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 uh, the resurgence or the comeback of, of the nation of Israel, the birth of the nation of Israel, lived through all of the wars of, of Israel, and uh, saw world figures and world leaders come and go all the major Israeli figures and leaders come and go. And somewhere during that time, didn't he become the leader of the Kabbalah movement? He did. As, as he aged and as some of the previous leaders kind of died off, then his... his rep- Survivor, right? Yeah, he, outlived, he, was a, he did. Outlived, he outlived, so, outlived them all. So we're talking yeah. about a world-renowned rabbi here. As a matter of fact, when he died, when he died, 
there were plane loads of people coming in from France and Spain and all over Europe for his funeral. There were over 300,000 people at his funeral, Dave and Nathan. They had to close the streets of Jerusalem down for almost two days. This is the impact this man had. Major media around the world covered not only his death, but a lot of his um, his prophecies, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about later, uh, prior to his death were carried, especially in the Israeli news and Hebrew news, but even in, in, in uh, uh, news media around the world. So, so this, why write a book about this man? <laughs> well, <laughs> because the amazing thing about this man is even though he was a Hebrew of Hebrews and the most venerated uh, rabbi in, in modern Israel's history, the, the amazing story, and it's still unfolding today because of some of the connection to this story. In October of 2005, in his Yom Kippur service in his synagogue, he also ran a yeshiva. Yeshiva is a Hebrew word. It would roughly like a, seminary. A, a seminary, yeah, a training school for rabbis. But in, in, in 2005, in October, in his synagogue service, he told his people that actually he reiterated because he had told the folks before, some years before, and the media covered it, that he had had a vision. He had seen the Messiah in a vision, and he knew who the Messiah was, he knew his name. Now that, you know, was astounding and exciting to people, uh, mm-hmm. to the Jews. And then he said, however, two things. He said, first of all, I've written his name in a note and I've sealed it. And I don't want the note open until one year after I'm dead. Now, he was 108 when he said that. <laughs> I guess he figured that could happen any day, bless his heart. But, but he was in good health. Yeah. He was in good health. And, uh, but, but then he said the second part of this is that before Messiah comes, Ariel Sharon has to die. Ariel Sharon must die. Former prime minister. Right? Well, he was, was the prime he minister was at, at, the time. at the time he made that pronouncement. Yes. Okay. And it was just a few months later, wasn't it? That just a few weeks later. Well, yes, a few yes. months, uh, just seven or eight weeks later. Well, January, I think it was the 6th, Ariel Sharon had a stroke and went into a coma. Yes. He's still in that coma today, guys. As we're filming this today, he's still at seven years he's been yes. in that coma. Wow. So uh, so he, he lapses into a coma, but just a few weeks later, in the same month, January, I think it's 26th, 28th, of that same year, that same month, Rabbi Kaduri died. Hmm. So you've got, in October, he makes the pronouncement, I know the Messiah, I've seen the Messiah, I know his name, it's in a note, and before Messiah comes... Sharon must die. A few weeks later, less than two months, Sharon is in a coma. They thought he was going to die, but he, but he didn't, and he's still alive in a coma. And Kaduri dies just a few weeks later, and the world waited. Now, what was interesting is just a few weeks prior to his pronouncement, there had been a, a, a Kabbalistic ritual pronounced over Sharon, and this had been done before by some practicing oh, yes. Kabbalists called the Pulsa de Nura. It's a death curse. Yes. Because Sharon had just been involved in the Gaza. land for peace deal, surrendered yes. Gaza. So and there's a lot of animism in Kabbalah. Lot, yeah, but now I don't have any, uh, I didn't uncover any facts that Kaduri had participated yes. in the Pulsa de Nura. It's just that that had happened, and then Kaduri says he's got to die, and then he says, but after he dies, then the Messiah can come, but I know who the Messiah is, and I've left it in a note. So when Kaduri died, the Orthodox Jewish world waited with bated breath for that for year to pass. one year yeah. to see who is the Messiah. That's right. Well, before we talk about that, 
How about telling us how you got involved in writing this particular book? I mean, why you of all people in the world? Well, (laughs) I, I, I believe, of course, as I do with so much of my life, that the Lord's hand is in this and that ultimately, of course, as you would believe that, that, that God uh, has uh, anointed this work. But, but humanly, practically, logistically speaking, the way it came about, of course, as you so graciously mentioned, I wrote the book, The Magic Man in the Sky and W&D Books was my publishers and it was such a great success and God still used as it praise the Lord. Uh, but in the meantime, I was doing some other writing, and I'm still writing some other materials and books. But I got a, a, a call from Joseph Farah, the, the president of WND Books, and and uh, he he felt like the Lord had really put on his heart that this story had to be told because the Jews were actually trying to cover the it tribe, up. The, the story was 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 nixed. It was covered up. It was it was buried. Yeah. Uh, once once the revelation all came out, we'll talk about that later. But but yes, uh, and so he said this story has to be told. He says no one's written a book on it. There's there's no documentary movie on this. There's there's nothing except for the little tidbits of pieces. But you here had there. put together a little video, and you? I had, and that's what that's what. The Lord used to viral on the internet, didn't it? It did. I made a video in 2008, I think, about this story, a little documentary video, put it on the P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network sites. It went viral, millions of hits between my video and that video being pulled down and put all over the internet. And uh, Mr. Farah told me, he said, when I was researching this, he said, I kept seeing your video (laughs) showing up everywhere and your name. And he said, I realized, you you know, this guy writes for us. I I know that he's one of our authors. And and, uh, so he called me up and said, would you be interested in? taking this project on. And if you would, if, 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 if you do it correctly, he said, I'd like to make it into a documentary movie. And I said, I'd love to, to do that. And so, he asked you very specifically mm-hmm. to take a particular approach to it as yes. an investigative uh, journalist. Yes. Rather than as a, uh, uh, say, a biased uh, Baptist right. pastor That's writing, right. because he wanted this to be something that people would see was very balanced. Isn't that right. correct? Tell that's absolutely that. correct. And that's my heart, too, because I don't we didn't want this to be preachy. We didn't want it to sound like a, a Baptist book yeah. about a Jewish rabbi. And, yeah. it, and it doesn't. And no. it's not. And I did not approach it that way. I approached it u- using the gifts God has, has given me and my writing skills. And, and I have some... And as a former investigative police officer. That's right. I, I was in law enforcement for 10 years and, and did quite a bit of investigation. So, so I can see where God has used all of that in this. And plus, I'm a, I've been an investigator of the scriptures for 30 sure. years yeah. as a pastor, preacher, yeah. prophecy conference well, I want to say you succeeded because uh, when you start reading this book, you get the feeling, now, where is this going? Yeah. I mean, is this guy, uh, is, is he, he endorsing Kabbalah? Uh, yeah. 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 What is, what is going on here? Because Just you're reporting. very objective yeah. in the way you present this material. Thank you. I try to be. I really do. First of all, I have no desire to harm the legacy and, and memory of Rabbi Kaduri sure. among his people or any, among anybody yeah. because he was a great man and he ministered to his people. Uh, secondly, but we just want the story told because the media covered it up. People in Israel covered it up. And, and I I can't stand that. <laughs> I, you got to tell it. And this is this is a huge story. And so I did. I, I approached it. Journalists, it's heavily referenced, heavily documented and resourced. Uh, it, it's got little little fictional narratives intertwined yeah. to make it interesting and it flows along. And then it comes to some dramatic revelations and well, conclusions. One other quick question. And how did it ever become public in the first place since the Orthodox Jews have tried so hard to cover it up? Two, two Israeli news sources 
uh, initially reported on it, News First Class, which is now called News One, Mm -hmm. and it's total Hebrew language reporting. And then Israel Today, which is published in 50 languages of the world, I think. And that's a Messianic Jewish publication. It is a Messianic Jewish publication located in Israel. It's been there for decades. Uh, But they also very journalistic, in my opinion. Yes, I I read the article when it came out. Yeah, I think they're very balanced, uh, again, in my opinion. They look at it from all all sides. And so um, these guys reported it because when he died, the note was put on his website. It was put on Kaduri's website. And so they reported and people people took uh, screenshots of it and downloaded it. And so there's no denying that the note was on Kaduri's own website, Kaduri.net. And Israel Today ran a lengthy, lengthy article on it and story on it. It, it, it. Very balanced, interviewing the people who were the naysayers, people who didn't like the note or who were trying to say the note was a fraud. or those Well, I, I can hardly wait to hear what's in the note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll well, tell you what, uh, let's take a break for just a moment. We'll come back and find out what was in this note. Welcome back to our interview of Pastor Carl Gallops concerning the new book, The Rabbi Who Found the Messiah. Now, Dave left us hanging. You got to tell us, tell our folks what is in that note. What did Rabbi Kaduri leave behind? Okay, well, Nathan, Dave, thanks for having me. In fact, we're showing the note right now on the screen. Okay, okay, (laughs) okay, all right. Well, the note showing on the screen, they're watching it in Hebrew. The, the note was posted uh, r- reportedly. Uh, Israel Today reported that it was posted on Kaduri.net, and this was supposedly was confirmed by, by many people. Uh, and, and the note, if you translate it from Hebrew uh, to English, and, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. I don't have it right in front of me, but it says something like this. It says, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name, comma, and remember that was the promise of the note that it would reveal the That's name right. of the Messiah. Concerning the letter abbreviation of his name, comma, he shall lift his people and prove that the word and the law are true. Um, sounds it, very Jewish. It sounds very Hebrew, very, very Old, Old Testament. Testament, very Jewish, a very, um, you know, a little cryptic, but okay, the, the Messiah, he, you know, he will lift his people and he will uh, prove that the word and the law is true. Um, but I don't know how long it was on his site. My theory, and I have no way of proving this, but my theory is that his followers, whoever had access, his webmaster, put it on the site because he promised after a year. And so a year passed. They got the note. Here it was. It had been sealed away. They put it on the site. little story about it. But I think that somebody very quickly realized, wait a minute, this guy was a Kabbalist. This is a cryptic note. Always. The first part of that sentence says, concerning the letter abbreviation of his name. Now, that's a very Hebrew thing. I tell people all the time, Psalm 119 is written as an acronym. Yes. Where each paragraph starts with the Mm -hmm. the first and then the succeeding letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Right. The letter abbreviation, if you will, of that whole psalm. So, so that's a, the Hebrew mind would immediately see that as a clue, as a key. Concerning the letter abbreviation of his name. Ah, you're driving us nuts. Come, Come on, on, get to get to the place. I'm <laughs> going to. And then the last words, he shall lift his people and prove his law. If you'll take the first letter of each of those Hebrew words, there are six yeah. Hebrew words that make up that sentence. It spells Yehoshua. Also known in Hebrew as Yeshua, or some people pronounce it Yeshua, 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 Yahushua, all the same thing. Translated to English as Jesus. 
And they put that on their website. It was they on must the website. not have realized I when they first know. put it on there. I don't think they did. That's my best Then they got, my best got the guess. message, pulled it off, and have tried to cover it up ever since. Ever since. That, what was the reaction of the Orthodox Jewish world? Yeah. Uh, back then? <laughs> yes. Shock. They, Israel, Israel today, and I've got this, again, my book's very heavily resourced, but I've got these quotes in my book. They said that some of the Jews were saying things like, oh, so... Our rabbi. Now, you got to remember, this guy was like the Billy Graham yes, of the Jews, yes. if you will. It would be like Billy Graham saying yes. the Messiah is going to be the Mahdi. That's right. It would mm-hmm. be just like that. In fact, I'd <laughs> say something like that in my book. I mean, that's that's huge. So they were saying, oh, so we guess Rabbi Kaduri uh, is a Christian now. And, you know, kind of. It just floored them. And then they said, well, I guess the Christians will be dancing in the streets. And then they claimed it was a forgery, did they? then they started drifting over into, well, you know, this is not even Kaduri's handwriting. This is a forgery. <laughs> this is a fraud. It's a fake. It's a trick. Somebody's pulled a trick. My argument or is, or he was, dem- uh, or he, he had, you know, had dementia, which but everybody knew was not. No, true. no, he didn't. I mean, right up to the to the last <laughs> uh, eyewitnesses, his family, the newspaper reports that attended his death, they all said, "Oh, he was sharp to the end and talking to his family." So, dementia wasn't the deal. Um, you know, listen, it, as an investigative reporter yes. and journalist, yes. there's a possibility mm-hmm. that the note is a fake. There's that possibility. The, the preponderance of the evidence, though, is that it's not a fake. Because, I would say that was one in a hundred million. Well, <laughs> you, you know, it's kind of where I'm going with it because he said he had a note. People heard him say he had a note. He had given all kinds of prophecies about the Messiah, and he said he had a, a vision of the Messiah as far back as 2003. He said, I've had this vision. And surely so, he understood what that was to do to his heritage. Surely he would. But I think that's why he said, wait a year. And and and, but but the, But the bottom line is the... The claim that the note is a fake, my response to that has been, and I've not had a satisfactory answer to it yet, my response has been, okay, then where's the real note? Just show us the real note. Yeah, That's it. I mean, because he had a note. It was sealed away. Show us the real note. And let's see what it says. But that's never, to my knowledge, has As never been. As I said to you when we were discussing this, that's, that reminds me of the arguments about the resurrection. They said, well, the body was stolen or whatever. And they right. said, okay, well, then just produce the real body. Yes, produce the real body. That's right. Produce a body. And 2,000 years later, they have Where's the note, a body. Brother? That's right. Show us. Where's the note is what I would say. And the next question I would have is, how in the world can someone have access, that kind of access, to Kaduri's website. It would have to be a webmaster or two or three trusted people. I know oh, I've yeah. got websites. Nobody has access to those. Mm-hmm. One or two people. So there's accountability. And the second thing is, is even if somebody did have, who in your organization would dare, again, that would be like me working for Billy Graham and putting a note on his website that says, Billy Graham says the, 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 the Messiah is Mahdi of the Islamic faith. That wouldn't, no one would do that. Nobody would even think of doing that. Nobody, no, no Hebrew, no Orthodox Jew would even think of doing that. And it's so sad to, to see the reaction from the Jewish community is it the same reaction they had to Jesus in the Old Testament. Oh, yes, An outright denial of what was right in front of them. It is. It is. And and that's the reason for writing this book, was to resurrect the story, pun intended, resurrect okay. the story. What do you say to some Christian critics yeah. who say, well, why in the world would God appear to a person like a like Kaduri, yeah, who, who's involved in the Kabbalah and all this. I mean, yes. why would God do that? Yes. He would never do that. No, no, he would never appear to somebody like the Apostle Paul. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Rabbi Kaduri. He would never appear to somebody like Simeon or a, or a, or a Pharisee or a, a priest in the temple like the Book of Acts. Paul says. had the blood. He of, would never. 
martyrs on his oh, hands. Oh my gosh, Paul was on his way to imprison and and or kill Christians. Yes. Uh, you, you know, so so would God do this? Absolutely. Has God revealed Himself to some of the most unlikely people? Well, uh, of course, reports all over the world today of God appearing in visions and dreams to Muslims, for example. Yes. They say that's the reason they came to the Lord. Yes, I've, I've and, seen and those. Reports. Yet we have people say, well, no, God can only speak through His Word. It's the only way He can speak, and He doesn't do those things because yes. that's that's Bible things. He doesn't yes. do those things today. I'm just terrified enough of the Lord not to put him in a box <laughs> like that. I mean, I mean, I stay within the confines of his word, sure, right. but within the confines of his word, we discover that God can speak in a burning bush. Yeah. He can speak from a mountaintop, from a he, donkey, from a donkey. He can uh, speak and, and from the sky in a vision. And in the, the Old Testament the Christ, says God first. never changes. And the right. New Testament That's says right. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. That's it. That's it. And as long as the message that somebody claims they receive That's lines it. up with we his word, with word, we need to look at it. Now, what did Kaduri's message say the real Messiah is? Jesus. That pretty much lines up with the Word. Uh, well, so pretty, yeah, much, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty much lines up with the Word. So I'm going to take a look at it. And that's what we've done in this book. Why would Kaduri, being so vehemently against Jesus Christ, do this? Obviously, his son who took his place, right, his career is pretty much trashed. The Jewish community, he knew would have a reaction against him. I mean, the fallout for right. Kaduri personally doing right. this, does that mean he truly believed that Jesus well, was the Well, here's the exciting thing, Nathan. An excellent question. Yeah. First of all, Rabbi Kaduri's son, David, was 80-something years old when his dad died. So, so yes, he wanted to carry on the ministry and the legacy, and his dad was super duper famous. So he wanted, you know, to carry that on. And, and I understand that. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not condemning the man for that. But I think that's why their reaction has been so vehemently opposed. Once it was revealed, once it was understood what the note said, this, this could have collapsed the whole yeah. uh, ministry of their, of their, of, of their uh, family. Yeah, yeah, the whole family and the Orthodox Judaism. But here's the interesting thing that you asked. Rabbi Kaduri himself, we have people on film in the, in the movie, and I've got them quoted in my book. We've got people on film from his yeshiva, students mm-hmm. of his. Now, we're talking about older gentlemen. These are not just little 20-year-olds. These are older gentlemen who are, they can't even speak English. They're, they're born and raised in Israel, speak nothing but Hebrew, in his yeshiva, studying to be rabbis. They're on film testifying that Kaduri, for years before he died, spoke of Messiah and said that Messiah was Yehoshua in uh-huh. his uh, yeshiva. Now, this is what they're saying. Now, if they're lying, then they are. But, but I mean, you've got to trust that these guys that were willing to go on camera that are students of his and had been students of his for years. Uh, well, we have about th- two minutes left saying. in this segment, and I yeah. want you to use that two minutes to tell us about something you just mentioned, and that is the movie. Yes. We've talked about the book. Yes. Tell about the movie. Well, the book was made into a documentary movie by award-winning film producer George Escobar. Fantastic the, movie. Yeah, I, I thought he did an amazing job. He made me look really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he has. He, he, he one a, of the things I love in there is where they show uh, Kaduri's son denying yes. all of this, denying everything. Denying it. And then you cut. In, in video. It's you, video. Yeah, right. and then you cut to the students who sat under him saying, oh, no, yeah, he yeah. taught all this. Yeah, they've got Kaduri's son on video saying, my father never even spoke about the Messiah. Yes. When the Israeli newspapers <laughs> had been running articles about what his father said. And then you've got students from his own uh, yeshiva saying, oh, he talked about him all the time and said his name was Yehoshua. How long does the film run? It's an hour, 55 about, minutes, I yeah, think. But it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's well, not, I, I, not me. Let, the movie is amazing. I, my jaw was on the ground when I well, watched I was it. Well, I read the book, then I saw the film, and, yes. and I was just 
blown yeah. away by the yeah. film. Well, really. I wrote the book, and then I saw the film, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I was amazed. I really, they did an amazing. But you know, George Escobar and W and D Films—they produced you know the number one faith movie in America right now. I mean, they're, they're amazing, and they did a wonderful job. So I, I tell people, read the book; it's really good. Lots of information in it, but you've got to see the movie too. So, what is your personal conclusion? Forgery, dementia, uh, mm-hmm. a valid vision, mm-hmm. what? Well, of course, I have no way of knowing with 100% accuracy, but based upon all of the investigation I did, I wrote the book, I'm in the movie, my best guess with the evidence I have before me now, if I was a cop going to take a case to court, my best guess at this point would be that the note was for real, it was original, it was posted on the website before they really understood how to encrypt it, once it was and Yehoshua came up. I, I, they had to have known that he taught this in the seminary, but I think they were just terrified by the international yeah. implications of it now. I think they pulled it down and started to deny it and wanted to cover it up. I think the note was real. And they're not going to be very happy with you. They're not very happy with me. And the, and, and the sad part of that is, is I am such a supporter of Israel, such yeah. a supporter of, of, of the Jewish people. And and we've done no harm to Rabbi Kaduri's legacy. I treat the family and Rabbi Kaduri with the utmost of respect and integrity. Welcome back to Christ and Prophecy and our interview with Pastor Carl Gallops, the author of this new book called The Rabbi Who Found the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Now, Carl, could you tell our audience what your website is and your yes. radio program? Yes, please? thank you. Thank yes, you. you can find out everything about me, my ministry, my radio program at carlgallops.com. Carl Gallops, G A L L U P S.com. I am also the founder of the P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network, um, and, and attached to that is a syndicated blog and Facebook and YouTube, and, and, uh, and the radio program is called Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Now, that airs over 1330 WEBY along the Gulf Coast, most powerful AM station on the Gulf Coast, but we stream live over the Internet. And we stream live over your smartphones. Uh, and so at carlgallops.com, you can find all of that, links to uh, uh, all the YouTube, all the videos, thousands of videos we have up, literally. Um, you can find links to that, to the radio program, to podcasts, uh, to my books, everything, my church that I pastor, and my ministry materials at carlgallops.com. Carl, very quickly, there may be somebody watching who doesn't know Jesus of Nazareth, yeah. so they should sit back and wait for a vision of God to tell yeah. them about Jesus? Yeah. Well, having a vision of God. God is an amazing and wonderful thing, but uh, no, there's no need to wait for that because He has revealed Himself perfectly in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ. In this Word, we have that vision that's given to us. And let me just say, Romans 10, 9, I think says it succinctly and perfectly. If you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, then you shall be saved. And no. yeah, yeah, and you break that down, confessing with your mouth, he's Lord, he is Lord, not you, not the world. And not uh, something you earn. Not something you earn. God, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Why? Because that, then you know he's the Lord of life. Through Jesus Christ, you shall have eternal life. Well, Carl, we really appreciate you being on here this week. In fact, we appreciate it so much. We're going to ask you to come back next week. I would be honored. And share with us again, okay? I would be honored. Thank you. Well, folks, that's our program for this week. I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope you'll be back with us next week. Until then, this is Dave Reagan speaking for Nathan Jones and myself saying, look up, be watchful, for our redemption is drawing near. If you enjoyed today's program, you will love Carl Gallup's book, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. 
The book tells the fascinating story of Yitzhak Kaduri, the world-renowned rabbi who shocked Orthodox Jews in 2005 by claiming that the Messiah had appeared to him. He said he had written the Messiah's name on a piece of paper and placed it in a sealed envelope that was to be opened one year after his death. The Orthodox Jewish world experienced even greater shock in 2007 when the envelope was opened and the name in the envelope was revealed to be Yeshua, or Jesus. This book is a classic example of investigative journalism that will keep you on the edge of your seat as the story unfolds. You can order this hardback book for a donation of $20 or more, plus the cost of shipping. We're also making available the outstanding video movie that has been made about the book. In addition to Carl Gallup's, it features Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Harbinger, who provides insights into the Jewish perspective concerning the profound nature of Rabbi Kaduri's amazing revelation. The video is available on a DVD for a donation of $15 or more, plus shipping. You can obtain both the book and the video for a gift of $30 or more, plus the cost of shipping. Just ask for offer number 595. To place your order, call the number you see on the screen between Monday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, or order online at lamblion.com. Thank you for joining us on today's Christ in Prophecy, a presentation of Lamb and Lion Ministries, a non-denominational ministry dedicated to teaching the fundamentals of biblical prophecy and proclaiming the soon return of Jesus. 